When I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. Welcome back to Draft Vice. My name is Walter, and oh my god, it's free agency! 2023 free agency, man! It's here, it's exciting. There's got to have been at least 20, 25 deals that were that were agreed to today because it is the legal tampering period of free agency. So free agency is technically not started, but has started. They call it the legal tampering period, which is fun. Um, yeah, so uh, uh, deals can be agreed to, but they're not official yet. Um, and every year we get at least one or two deals where people back out on them. But as of right now, I'm going to report on the deals that have been agreed to. Uh, and then, you know, if they back out, then, uh, sorry, I didn't, I, you know, this, this is what was reported. A lot of the, now, you know, you get rap sheet reporting it, Schefter reporting it, uh, even sometimes the team accounts reporting it. So I'm going to dive in. Uh, I'll talk a little bit about, uh, some of the rumors that came out of the day, um, that haven't been fulfilled yet. First off, you know, we found out a little bit about, uh, you know, uh, about the potential first round, you know, the number one overall pick, some of the other teams that might have been uh, chasing after it. So I'll, I'll mention the Titans uh, and the Raiders were both kind of in talks to get up to that number one overall pick. And uh, that's, I, I think, a big deal because both those teams are a little bit lower down the draft. Um, and now Carolina managed to get all the way up there. It is interesting. Now, we don't know what they offer. We don't know what was part of the call. But it is interesting that both of those teams were calling. I kind of figured that as well. Uh, whether or not, you know, if you look at what the Raiders did, the Raiders signed uh, Jimmy Garoppolo today, in, uh, or at least agreed to terms with Jimmy Garoppolo in free agency. So a three-year deal. Uh, I'll, I'll talk more about that as, as I move through uh you know today's review of the the legal free uh, agency tampering period, but before we get into that, if you want, you can follow the podcast at DraftVice on Twitter at DraftVice underscore football on Instagram. You can follow me at B R O J O. Death is in the end of life, and punch like a delicious drink you drink in the summer. And uh, yeah, and again. Uh, like, follow, subscribe, because uh, this should be fun. Uh, I appreciate getting back to doing this. So, first off, I, I'm going to jump right into the first team that really blew me out of the water. They only signed two players or agreed to terms with two players today, but it was two really big names, personally to me, that I thought were a big deal. It was the 49ers signing or agreeing to terms with Javon Hargrave for a four-year, $84 million deal. He will be added to a D-line that is going to be very intense and hard to deal with. Uh, he'll be joining Eric Armistead, Nick Bosa, uh, just a very you know like potent defensive line, being able to get some real push there, a defense that is already out of its mind really good. Uh, Javon Kinlaw has kind of been a, not as good as they were expecting, but you never know. He could probably bounce back. You know, you still got time, uh, and sometimes it takes time in the NFL to, to develop and catch up to the speed. I thought that was a huge deal. I, I really liked that they signed Javon Hargrave because I always like it. First off, I thought some other team, and there were some other teams that were apparently in the running, including the Cleveland Browns. Um but yeah, the the uh, 49ers make a huge addition that I think will make a huge impact. You know, just like he, and I think Hargrave's going to a team that very much matches what he was dealing with when he was with the Eagles, which is, hey, you have other players here who are going to take some of the the sweat off of your back, who are going to give you some matchups. You know, he got to go to the Eagles, play with Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham. Eventually, they drafted Jordan Davis. 
that I think that was a very big deal. Uh, they also signed Sam Darnold, uh, who again, there's a lot of talk about the 49ers and the health of their quarterbacks with Brock Purdy, Trey Lance, both of them coming off of uh, injuries. Uh, you know, Purdy with the UCL, and he's just getting done with surgery, and and Trey Lance with his ankle and all the stuff that went on with that. So. You know, it was kind of pertinent that they brought in a third quarterback. And Darnold, I think, is a very interesting one because I think there's a lot of upside there, a lot of athleticism there. They have people in the building who have some familiarity with him, especially with Christian McCaffrey being there and having played with Sam Darnold. So, again, I think Darnold is going to be an interesting, uh, you know, if he gets to play under, uh, under Shanahan, that could be a really big redevelopment deal for him, even if he doesn't get to play sitting there learning and kind of getting to, to to see the lay of the land. You know, he's a guy who's still really young in his quarterback career in the NFL. Um, I know he's been in the NFL for a while, but he was drafted really young. So he's a guy who could bounce back uh, in a year or two as maybe a fringe starter for somebody else or somebody who could be taking a flyer on. But again, I, I kind of just I, I just like that for the Niners. I like it for Sammy Darnold. And uh, let's move on. The the Patriots, they re-sign uh, cornerback uh, Jonathan Jones. He gets a two-year deal. Uh, I have a huge Excel spreadsheet here. Uh, Raquan McMillan uh, signs for a one-year deal, $1.6 million. Uh, I, I think getting to keep Jonathan Jones, big deal on you know maintaining part of that defense. Uh Broncos were very active in free agency. Uh, right off the bat, they you know, again come uh, come to an agreement with Ben Powers, guard from the Ravens, on a four-year, fifty-two million dollar deal with twenty-eight point five million dollars guaranteed. They really invested into the O line, into the blocking, because they also signed a deal or agreed to terms with Mike McGlinchey. uh, formerly of the 49ers. He is getting a Five-year deal worth eighty-seven point five million, with over fifty million dollars guaranteed. So that's a that's a very big deal. But again, I think they they kind of needed it. If you know anything about Sean Payton, you've seen his teams before. Offensive line is usually a heavy investment uh, when he was with uh, when when he was down in New Orleans. I think that's going to be a big deal with him in Denver as well. And again, they've invested two offense. They've already invested in two offensive linemen in free agency. I wouldn't be shocked if there's another signing somewhere down the line with the center, or if they draft a center in this draft. Uh, they also agreed to terms with Jared Stidham, two-year, ten million dollar deal. I'm not like against it or for it, but I thought it was a it was a fine deal. It feels a very pricey for a uh, two-year, you know, two-year, ten million dollars for a, a a backup quarterback. Uh, who I don't think is going to really win you a ton of games. But again, it depends on your opinion. You know, he got to watch him, you know, play for the Raiders this year. So on, on his couch. So that was fun. Uh, Broncos are also giving uh, tight end Chris Manhurts a two-year $6 million deal. Includes $3.34 million guaranteed. Uh, Manhurts is a very good blocker. Has, you know, has been around the NFL for a little bit. You know, has some familiarity with Sean Payton down in New Orleans. They also re-signed uh, Alex Singleton, and they signed defensive end Zach Allen on a three-year, $45.75 million deal, which included $32.5 million guaranteed. I think that was a uh, 
I think that was a good deal. You know, they're you know familiarity with Vance Joseph's defense. You know, he's guy who's coming in. They're losing uh, Draymond Jones, who signs with the Seattle Seahawks. There, I got that out of the way. I'll talk maybe like a second about that contract later on. Who you know, again, the big deal that they're losing him, but they bring in a guy who can kind of fill in that role, fill in that need, and he was a very big part of Vance Joseph's defense in Arizona. Now he gets to join up with the Broncos. Bears were also very, very uh, active in free agency, although maybe not as active as some people thought, or they at least didn't get the players that people thought they were going to be going after, like Javon Hargrave and Mike McGlinchey. They went to you know the Broncos and the Niners, but they did get some other uh, interesting players. In fact, the first deal that was announced was uh, TJ Edwards to the Bears. Uh, you know, I think that was a... Uh, I don't know if I have it on here, shockingly. Three-year deal. They get average $6.5 million a year, so it was a very good deal. They also uh, signed Tremaine Edmonds to a four-year $72 million deal that included $50 million guaranteed. It's the largest four-year contract for an inside linebacker in the NFL. So they get two inside linebackers to be a part of Eberflus's scheme. Uh, they also added Nate Davis from the Tennessee Titans, three years, $30 million. They also signed Demarcus Walker, formerly of the Titans, uh, defensive lineman. So they are slowly but surely pulling together this defense. And outside Tremaine Edmonds, all these deals have been pretty reasonable. It sounds like they're being frugal with their deals. I know everybody's going to react to the Tremaine Edmonds deal and just be like, they're blowing their money. They're spending everything. They're being crazy. And I've also seen people go to the other direction and act like they're going to win in the, you know, they're going to, you know, they should be the favorites of the NFC North I saw somewhere. And I think that's going a little too far for, you know, two linebacking deals, two linebacker deals and a guard deal. You know, those are not high value positions in the NFL typically. But um, but I also think that, you know, this could end up being very good deals for them. We will see. We'll see how it pans out. But both, you know, both the linebackers and Nate Davis played really well. You know, Demarcus Walker's coming off a really good year from the Titans. So, I think that I actually like what they did. I'm not knocking it. I just thought it was very weird when I saw people going like, they're going to, I saw one person, I think it was Cynthia Furland, who was like, they should be the favorites in the NFC North. I'm like, that's a little much. But I didn't mind, like, I like those deals. I think that they're slowly building. We'll see some more deals come down the, the line. We'll see who else they come to terms with, who they agree with. And uh, again, remember, none of this is actually official till Wednesday, so things can change. But those were smart, frugal deals outside of the Tremaine Edmonds deal. Washington Commanders, they sign offensive lineman Nick Gates, uh, who's coming off a broken fibula, joined up with, it was with the, the Giants, came back, played pretty well. So again, they get a solid interior offensive lineman. They also signed Chiefs uh, right tackle Andrew Wiley to a three-year, $24 million deal. Commanders are really trying to go ahead and fix their offensive line, but at a less at more of a discounted rate right like they're bringing in a you know center from the giants they're bringing in a right tackle from the uh chiefs both who have played okay but they're not like they're not stellar they're not like top of the market guys so they're getting some discount deals on some things and I, that might be a smart move depending on how they feel about those players how they feel about them in their scheme uh they also signed uh, linebacker Cody Barton from the Seahawks to a one-year fully guaranteed deal. Uh, I don't have the rest of the details on that yet. Uh, they also claimed Cameron Dantzler off waivers from the Minnesota Vikings. And uh, now I'm going to be talking about the Falcons. Falcons had a very interesting day. Started out with a trade with John New Smith coming from the New England Patriots. Uh 
who you know signed a deal with them two years ago has some familiarity with Arthur Smith you know formerly with the Titans both he was there with the Titans when Arthur Smith was the offensive coordinator I think that was a pretty good deal uh, to trade for him they trade a 2023 seventh round pick they get John U. Smith now they have two very athletic tight ends you know with John U. Smith and Kyle Pitts so they add a little bit to the offense you know they already have a, a few guys there already uh, they also came to terms with David Anyamata. I think this was the bigger deal going into free agency, was shoring up that defense, right? Uh, D-Tackle, uh, formerly of the Saints, they signed to a three-year, $35 million contract, or at least agreed to terms with them on it. Part of today's news was that they extended Chris Lindstrom on a five-year, $100 million deal. Very big news. You know, Again, he was a first-round pick for them a few years ago, drafted in the same draft as Caleb McGarry who's currently uh, a pending free agent as well. Uh, but again, I think he was a bigger deal that they re retained him because they traded back up into the first round to get Caleb McGarry. Lindstrom's been pretty good uh, for most of his rookie contracts, so it feels like they're kind of like, hey, like, listen, we're going to go ahead and extend this to you because we think you've done very well for us and we like how you've played. McGarry only had really the last season that he looked really good, and that's why you know they even turned down his fifth-year option. So I think they didn't feel as comfortable bringing him back. We'll see what his market is too. Uh, they also agreed to terms with Jesse Bates, uh, the the Bengals' uh, safety, four-year, sixty-four million dollar deal that includes twenty-three million dollars in the year one and thirty-six million dollars in the first two years of the deal. So th this is all stuff that's been reported. I you know I don't have personal knowledge. I'm not a reporter. These are all kind of things that have been reported by Ian Rapoport or Adam Schefter. But I do think that that's a big deal. That you know they went ahead, they brought in a safety who's gonna you know they, they had a they had a Richie Grant who they drafted a couple years ago in the second round. Um, he's been fine, but I think they needed a, they needed a free safety to kind of come in there, uh, you know, to pair up like their safety room's not been great. This allows them to, to kind of play a little bit more, uh, open up their coverage a little bit. And again, they've been pretty good with some of the deals that they've been giving out. They have AJ Terrell there. He's played really well. This opens up a lot of the options they have on defense, uh, remember, like the last two years for the Falcons have been basically trying to get out of really bad contracts, and now they finally had a little bit of money to spend and to really get to build this team the way they want to. They no longer have Matt Ryan right now. It feels like they, you know, they only really have Desmond Ritter after they released Marcus Mariota. Um, it didn't sound like he was coming back anyway. Um, they also signed linebacker Caden Ellis again. They had another Saints player. Just feels like they're poaching Saints players right now. Um, so, yeah, that was, again, they keep on adding to, to their team. Uh, Lions sign, or signing Cam Sutton uh, once the free, uh, the free agent window starts on Wednesday. They've agreed to terms with Cam Sutton on a three-year deal worth $33 million, we're, uh, with $22.5 million guaranteed. Sounds like, like the first two years are, are basically fully guaranteed. But, again, it's $11 million a year for a corner. Um, you know, this was a team that needed to fix up their back end of their roster to, you know, to kind of get better on the back end. A lot of talk about them possibly drafting a corner in this year's draft, you know, um, you know, safeties, all those kind of, you know, th those, because the front end looks really good, but I think there's going to be a lot of talk this year about safety and corner for the Detroit Lions. Uh, the Panthers got uh, came to terms with uh, Von Bell and Shy Tuttle. Shy Tuttle, they uh, they've agreed to a three year, uh, nineteen and a half million dollar deal that includes thirteen million dollars guaranteed. Uh, this was Adam Schefter because he even cites the um, 
the agents on it, so that's how you know it's Adam Schefter. And Von Bell's also uh, apparently going to the Carolina Panthers, former safety from previously the the Bengals and uh, the, and before that even the Saints. Uh, they also re-signed Bradley Bozeman to a three-year, $18 million contract. Uh, we'll talk about center market in a little bit, but both uh, two of the top free agent centers both return back to their teams, uh, Ethan Posick and Bradley Bozeman, both on uh, three-year deals that were relatively cheap um, compared to what I thought the market was going to give them. So kind of a, a good situation for both of those teams that got to re-sign their guys. Ethan Posick went back to the Browns. Bradley Bozeman went back to the Carolina Panthers. Carolina Panthers are going to get their core five guys back who, are, who played last year. Now, granted, two of their guards are coming off of ACL tears, so we'll see how quickly they get back. But they have both their tackles in Moten and Iki Aquanu. They'll have Bozeman, and we'll see how quickly Brady Christensen and uh, Austin Corbett come back off of their ACLs. Uh, Raiders, I already mentioned, they've uh, they've agreed to terms with Jimmy Garoppolo on a three-year, $67.5 million deal that includes $34 million guaranteed. This is, I think, a big deal because I think First off, it, it, I don't think the differential between Derek Carr and Jimmy Garoppolo is that much. The only real difference is, is that Derek Carr is available most of the time. I think that that is a big difference. But I also don't think the differential on their play is that different. I think Jimmy Garoppolo plays almost as well as Derek Carr um, a lot of the time when he is healthy. When he And, and I, I think you know if you put the right team around him, you can win with him. You saw that with the 49ers this year even. Um his problem's always been health. Uh, that's why he's you know not coming at top market prices. He's coming at $22.5 million a year. I would be shocked if the Raiders are done looking at quarterback, whether they bring in a backup free agent. They were, like I mentioned before, they were the, one of the teams that was in the talks of trading up to the number one pick. Maybe they trade up to number three if they really like Anthony Richardson or Will Levis. So, we will see what ends up going on there, but Jimmy Garoppolo goes to one of the teams that we knew he had some familiarity with. Uh, I think it's a very solid deal because if Jimmy Garoppolo plays most of that contract, he'll be you know then you're getting a really good value. You're getting him at fifteen million dollars less than what you were you'd be paying Derek Carr, which I think is significant. Granted, you're paying that extra fifteen million dollars probably to a high end backup somewhere too. Um, but still, nonetheless, like it's a good deal, and if you're using him as a bridge quarterback, it allows you to trade up, get a guy, and not play him right away, especially if it's somebody like Anthony Richardson. Um, be interesting to see if Josh McDaniels trades up and gets another Florida State quarterback. Uh, I do think I gotta pull down to see what other. Um, I think that was. Oh, and they also are signing Marcus Epps to a two-year, twelve million dollar deal. Formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, worth $12 million, uh, $8 million guaranteed, so $6 million on average per year. So, I, you know, and really it's a one year, $8 million deal if they want to get out of it. So they're not totally tied to him if they don't really want to. I think that's a pretty solid uh, setup. Epps played pretty well. They're also signing a, a Colts uh, corner, Brandon Fison. Again, that's more of a backup kind of guy. So, you know, spending the early parts of free agency correctly. Uh, the Chiefs uh, last week or during uh, the weekend had released Frank Clark. Well, they and you know a lot of talk about maybe they bring back Orlando Brown. We already talked about their their tackle who uh, signed with the Commanders. Well, they also just signed or are agreeing to sign uh, Jaguars offensive lineman Jawan Taylor. 
played right tackle this year. He's developed along, uh, pretty well as a solid pass-blocking right tackle. Um, it's a four-year, $80 million deal that includes $60 million guaranteed. That's a lot of money. Also, there's a lot of talk right now that they are going to be swapping him over to left tackle. Um, the Chiefs also have Lucas Niang in the building. Uh, Lucas Niang was a guy who's kind of had some health issues in the past, especially when he was coming out of college. So, you know, you still want to shore up parts of that offensive line. But again, this was why the Chiefs very heavily have invested the last few years on the offensive line. If they are asking Juwan Taylor to swap, you got to realize Juwan Taylor's played his entire NFL career at right tackle and most of his college career at left tackle, uh, right tackle. He did play about 100 or so snaps at left tackle in college. But pretty big deal. It does sound like the Chiefs are moving on from Orlando Brown, uh, according to uh, Ian Rappaport. So I, I think that's a that was a good deal for them. Uh, you know, especially if Orlando Brown was wanting more money than that. And actually, he might be a better pass blocker than Orlando Brown. Granted, Orlando I was Orlando Brown on the left side and him on the right side. There might be a transition if you have to swap Juwan Taylor to the uh, left side. Let's talk a little bit about the Texans. Texans did a lot of what the Texans have been doing the last three years under Nick Casario which has been sign a lot of really cheap deal free agents to like, again, like one or two year contracts and see what you can get out of them, which I thought that might change with the D'Amico Ryan's maneuver, but I guess not. Uh, they signed Case Keenum to a two year contract to be uh, the backup for the number two overall pick, or maybe the bridge quarterback. We'll see what happens. They signed Chase Winovich to a one year, $2.5 million deal, you know, formerly of the, the Patriots and the Browns. And uh, when Chase Winovich played for the Patriots, Nick Casario was there. In fact, I think Nick Casario was part of the front office that drafted him. They also signed Mike Boone, formerly of the Broncos. Uh, Hassan Ridgeway, formerly of the 49ers, to a one-year, $4 million contract. And they're expected to sign defensive back Jimmy Ward. Uh, again, another 49er player, at, you know, following D'Amico Ryans down to, to Houston. I know there's always been a lot of talk about maybe some of these players might follow uh, Robert Sala to the East Coast. you got to realize Texas is way closer, so you know Jimmy Ward going down to Texas kind of makes a little bit more sense. A lot of these players don't like leaving too far from their home. Bills made a, a surprising uh, free agent move. I'm not too surprising, but at least they, like it was it was a move. That was kind of the more shocking thing. They signed one of the Connor McGoverns. Uh, there's two of them. This is the one that uh, that they're going to be signing, I believe, to play guard because they have Mitch Morse. Um, they're signing him from the Cowboys, the one that was on the Cowboys, not the one who was on the Jets, uh, to a three-year uh, – oh, I can't see the, the number on this. Hang on one sec. Uh, $23 million deal. That's not bad, right, for a, uh, a solid guard to be pulling in. So uh, that's really the, the only move I'm expecting from the Bills – uh, as far as free agency go, they don't. They're not usually huge in free agency early on, but it is good they they decide to add on to their their interior offensive line. It's been a problem for a couple of years now, and eventually you have to learn to adapt uh, to eventually correct your mistakes. And speaking of correcting mistakes, here comes the Cleveland Browns on the list. Cleveland Browns. Uh, I'm going to talk about the the most recent signing first because I think it's actually the biggest signing that they'll probably make in free agency, which is Dalvin Tomlinson. D-tackle, initially drafted by the Giants, then went to the Minnesota Vikings, going to be 29 years old. Uh, 
but he is going to be uh, joining the Browns on a four-year, $57 million contract. I do think the Vikings were hopeful that they would get him back. Very solid run defender, um, which is important for the Browns because they have not been good at defending the run at all, uh, especially the last two years, um, especially last year. Last year they were horrible at stopping the run. They couldn't stop anybody's runs. Um and that was kind of a huge problem for that defense. It's why Joe Woods is not there anymore. It's why I think uh, quite a few people are not there anymore. But uh, Dalvin Tomlinson being there, it, it seems to be a maneuver away from, I think, actually I think a mistake on the uh, uh, on the personnel front because I think they needed to bulk up at D-tackle earlier than this, especially last year. But I think they, they kind of knew last year that it was a little bit more of a punt year, see what they can get out of some of the the, the, the cheaper guys. They also are going to sign Ogabonio Ogoronquo, a uh, three-year deal uh, with $19 million worth the chance to make up to $22 million, and he gets $12.5 million guaranteed. He's going to be kind of a rotational rusher across from Miles Garrett, see you know how some of the younger guys kind of rotate in as well. Um you know, I they lost Javen and Clowney. It doesn't sound like he'll be back. So with that in mind, they brought in a guy who's going to be a rotational rusher because they don't have Clowney. And maybe Obonio Okoronkwo will be, you know, a an improve. Like not you. I don't know if he'll necessarily be an improvement over Jadavian, but at least you'll have a guy there that you could stick in there. I think this is going to be their plan of trying to take some shots at rotating guys in on that defensive line, not having to rely entirely on just one dude at each spot or two guys at each you know at each of the spots but now they've tied up a lot of money in two guys that they're bringing in with seven million going to oboe and another average of like 14 million going to to dalvin tomlinson and remember they always have miles garrett they have a lot of young guys there you know they but uh we'll, we'll see what ends up happening their de-tackle room has not you know they've drafted a few guys in the third and fourth round we'll see if they draft anybody this year as well but they've, they've, you know, they, we'll see what ends up happening with them. They did actually, this was another one of the teams that brought back one of their own centers, like I said before, another three-year deal for Ethan Posick. They bring back Sayon Takitaki on a one-year $2.5 million deal. Uh, the Buccaneers bring back Jamal Dean, who's somebody I don't think they were expected to bring back, a uh, defensive back corner, four-year $52 million deal. Uh, remember, the Buccaneers are moving on from a lot of players this year, so it was a little shocking that they move. You know, they brought back a guy on a big contract, but not too shocking because you got to remember, Jamal Dean's not that old. Uh, if it's only one year of kind of a restart for the Buccaneers, as they maybe bring in like a bridge quarterback or try to have somebody compete with Kyle Trask, it, it, this could be one of those methods of getting a little bit of a correction, uh, keeping like some talent on that team. And they are already kind of clearing out cast base on other spots on that team. Wasn't any, uh, you know, again, there's a little bit of a rumor going around. They might try and trade Shaq Mason. Um, we'll see what ends up happening. That should clear about $9.8 million in cap space. The Giants have agreed to terms with uh, Hassan Ridge, uh, oh, not Hassan Ridge, uh, Raheem Nunez Roches, um, defensive tackle. Uh, I, you know, Again, the, the the choices by the Giants have been very interesting this offseason. They're bringing back Matt Breida. They're also signing uh, Bobby Okariki, formerly of the Colts, to a four-year, $40 million contract. That's an interesting one. I mean, again, like as far as linebacker contracts, we already saw Tremaine Edmonds' contract be quite more than that. Uh, so it's a it's a mid-tier, uh, mid-tier linebacker contract. 
but I think that was pretty good. Um, I'm not, I, I'm not really all that worried about it. That you know, they their linebacking room had nobody last year. Now they have somebody, uh, and probably for a pretty solid deal as well. Titans uh, agreed to terms with Andre Dillard. This is the former first round pick for the Philadelphia Eagles. Who kind of you know never hasn't really started for them uh, for the most part, but has been a very solid high end backup for them as Jordan Mailata took over as the starter at left tackle. Still, it's a three year, twenty nine million dollar deal for Andre Dillard. We know the Titans have moved on from uh, Taylor Lewan, uh, as well as a lot of other players. Um, also, to mention uh, Robert Woods signed with the Houston Texans, another player that the Titans moved on from. Um, the former first rounder gets a chance to play in Tennessee with Andre Dillard. The Vikings agreed to terms with two different players. Uh, first, Josh Oliver on a three-year, $21 million deal. He gets $10 million guaranteed. This is a tight end. Uh, used to be on the Ravens. A very solid blocker. Again, I think they're looking to move to a lot more 12 personnel system, kind of like the Kubiak uh, run of that scheme and how sometimes McVay runs a little bit more 12 personnel as well. Um which O'Connell has kind of been familiar with with uh, a few of those people as well in the past. And they also are signing pass rusher Marcus Davenport uh, to a one-year $13 million deal. Uh, it sounds like they'll be moving on from Zadarius Smith, who I think wanted to be out anyway. So now they bring in Marcus Davenport, who's younger, has a little bit more upside. Uh, maybe they can get an extension again next year. So one year, thirteen million dollars, not that big of a deal. Plus, again, a dude. If you, you know if they don't keep him around, they could always let him walk and get a comp pick for him. So I think that was a pretty solid deal. The Steelers agreed to a two-year deal with Patrick Peterson, uh, fourteen million dollars. I thought that was a little weird because Patrick Peterson. I saw about wanting to join a contender. I guess this is the closest he can find was the Steelers with Kenny Pickett, uh, Kenny Pickett and Kenny Pickens, Pickett Pickens, all the fun going on over there with uh, the Steelers. That was the only real move that the Steelers did today. The Chargers are possibly signing linebacker Eric Kendricks. You know he was just released from the Minnesota Vikings, and uh, Jameis Winston agreed to stick around with the uh, with the Saints. Uh, we also talked a little bit about Draymond Jones uh, signing a deal with the Seahawks. And then Matt Gay is uh, signing a deal with the Colts, formerly of the Rams. Four-year, $22 million contract. The only move that I've seen so far of the Colts today. And that wraps up uh, the free agency uh, review of today's moves. Um be very interesting to see what else comes out of tomorrow or even tonight because you never know what's going to end up happening overnight. Um, was a little bit of talk that the Broncos might be moving on from some wide receivers. Heard it before about Cortland Sutton possibly being on the trade block, but they do they are shopping the wide receivers, but they want like good draft capital, so they might not like officially. It sounds like they're not moved to sell them, but if they can, you know, get something for KJ Hamler, Jerry Judy, or Cortland Sutton, they might try it. Nonetheless, uh, you know, it's been a fun day of legal tampering. Uh, you know, we'll see if one of these deals falls through. Uh, we'll see what ends up happening tomorrow. There was a couple of teams that didn't do anything. Cowboys uh, didn't sign anybody. The Ravens didn't sign anybody. In fact, the Ravens released Calais Campbell. Um, that's kind of doing something, I guess. I don't believe the, the – yeah, I don't think the Cowboys did anything. There's a few teams that didn't do anything today. Um, but, yeah, 
Uh, if you want, you can follow the podcast at DraftFice on Twitter, at DraftFice underscore football on Instagram. Like, follow, subscribe, and follow me at B-R-O-J-O. Death is in the end of life. Punch, like a delicious drink you drink in the summer. And uh, follow on the TikTok, too. Bye. When I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. I'm about to pass. I'm about to pee.